0: Hey, you're listening to the Holistic Travel Nurse Podcast, where I inspire and encourage you to take care of your health and do it naturally. This episode is about your spiritual health. If I am not talking about your spiritual health, then I'm not doing my job, because we're um, we are more than just um, we are spirit, mind, body, and soul. And so, I'm going to talk about your spirit. <clears throat> and in the days um, as now, or as 2022, as this is being recorded. I see so much of God's revealing things to me about where we are at in prophetic words of the Bible. And so this one's about prophetic words and these are different things I just want to like I was talking to a friend and so this is kind of put out for my friend of all the little things and clips and things that I've been listening to to combinate where my mind is and what we're seeing. And so I'm going to start this and play um Revelation 6 in the King James version. So Here's this.
1: Revelation 6. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, and I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I saw, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him. And he went forth conquering and to conquer. And when he had opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say, Come and see. And there went out another horse that was red, and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, and that they should kill one another. And there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, A measure of wheat for a penny, And three measures of barley for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was Death. And hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death, and with the beast of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God, and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them, that they should rest yet for a little season, until their fellow-servants also and their brethren, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. And I beheld, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood, and the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind, and the heaven departed as a scroll when it was rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places, and the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every free man hid themselves in the dens, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand?
0: Okay, so I think that's a, a um the, the day of the Lord. And anyways, we'll go. We'll explain that more. I'm going to get you clips of how I'm going to um, combinate what I believe and what. I feel um, you text, text your faith and um, you ask God to reveal the biblical truth. Um, so there was a table I wanted you to hear a little bit about, and I'm going to find the video. So just be with me here while I find this? Um, sometimes I think I have the clips right ready for you, and then sometimes it just they go off. Okay, let's see. this is one of them. This is Dr. Doug Camp. <coughs> We're gonna go through some of this in the beginning. All right. I, I understand that, but
2: I mean well, let's say within that that small window of time there, but we're not talking the entire tribulation. We're talking just the time when the Lord returns and we have Armageddon and all that stuff. I
3: believe yeah, I believe the three and a half years is in this
2: age prior to that
3: seventh day. Okay. And then and then yeah. as day six ends. Yes. You know, you've got all the typology about the day six as that day six mm-hmm. ends, then we begin that seventh day. And again, it's wonderful. I, I, you know, I believe that's when the resurrection occurs. And I believe there's that 10 day period mm-hmm. for those who have not taken the mark and worshiped the image of the beast to actually repent prior mm-hmm. to judgment day, if you
2: will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I mean, don't
3: hold out for that anybody. That's I'm not advocating, <laughs> right. you know, not placing your faith in in Yeshua until you get to the very, very, very end of this age. Yeah. But that's what I believe.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, so, sort of like a second chance. So,
2: makes sense. Yeah. So it's a
4: day of the Lord or a day of the Lord.
3: It's, I, and I look at it as a day, but it's a 1,000-year day. It's, it's, it's what most of Christianity calls the millennium from Revelation 20, where it's mentioned six times.
4: Yeah, I've never, just with the number of things that have to happen, uh, saying it all is a single day, I just don't think you can square that with all the things that have to happen on that day. But in that day,
2: it's easy to get it done. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, here's a comment from Peter. I guess a question, uh, guys: Will the people who become believers during the millennium die and then be resurrected immediately, or at the Great White Throne at the end of the millennium? Also, will they be given new bodies? Um, so I, I've written extensively on that, Peter. Uh, my take is that those who are who become believers during the millennium um, will not die but they will go up to Jerusalem they will take of the river of life uh, Zechariah 13.1, 1 uh, that there is a fountain for sin and for uncleanness uh, so that fountain is the river of life it's the river coming out from God's throne and then once they've done that then they can stretch out their hand and they can take from the tree of life the leaves from the tree of life whose leaves are for the healing of the nations Right. And remember what Adam was told or what God said that Adam could not do, which is he ought not to stretch out his hand and take from the tree of life and live forever. Right. So when they're going to have access to the tree of life, that is how they become immortal. Right. So these people who become believers during the millennium will not need to die, but they will take the river of life and the leaves of the tree of life. And presto. They're done. Okay, they got so, this new body. That's so new. the people who so the only people who died during the millennium are unbelievers. Yes. Yeah. They're called they're called sinners, right? In Isaiah sixty five. He who died a right. hundred is a sinner. It, right. Yeah. If you only live to be a hundred, there's something wrong with you. Right.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
3: And we know there's a great rebellion at the very end. Yes, so, so, so not everybody is going to I mean, they're going to have basically perfect justice, per- perfect righteousness. Per- in other words, God's law being played out. But they're not going to like it,
2: right?
3: I mean, you know, they want to commit adultery. They and and, and again, there. Will, I don't. It's almost. It's interesting. There won't be any getting away with it. Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm. You know, it's not like I say all the time. And John, you know this. Juries and judges don't have like a, a truth sense meter to know exactly who's telling the truth or not. Whereas yeshua is going to have that <laughs> you know and, and and you and i, I do believe that the resident that the bride will be ruling and reigning with him at that time i'm not saying that we're going to be up to that level of of being able to see into another person's uh mind soul or spirit but but we're, it's we're definitely going to be extra dimensional, extra dimensional beings. So I'm assuming our understanding, our wisdom, our, you know, we will be helping him rule and reign during that time. And Curtis and Michael did an interesting series on the great white throne judgment and how that rebellion might be sort of from a jealousy standpoint, not only against the King, but also against his queen, his bride. So, it was a uh, very intriguing uh, look at the millennium and what happens at the Great White
2: Throne Judgment. I'll put it that way. Very cool. Uh, Joel Blackford has a comment. Thank you, Joel. Appreciate it. He says, "I don't think Russia and Ukraine are specifically in the Bible. Specifically, the present-day war, maybe ethnos epi ethnos or basilia epi basilia. So that's people against people or kingdom against kingdom. Uh, but that would be a general reference." Um, Thoughts on that, guys? John, you go first this time.
4: Can you put the comment back up, Doug? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably falls within, if we're in that time period, it falls within the ethnos against ethnos. I mean, it's clearly, this is an ethnic thing that's going on right now. I mean, that, you know, the atrocities against the Russians and now the Russians returning the favor, so to speak. So, um, I think that ethnos versus ethnos is clearly in play there. It It also kind of makes, it also makes kind of the interesting thing. This is just the thought I had the other day, a random thought, uh, you know, when I'm driving around and I don't have time to write things down, but then I remember them later. Um, you know, the, so i'm just going to say let's let's say that russia is the magog of this god megog thing you know one of the reasons that he's gone into ukraine is to protect ethnic speaking ethnic russian-speaking people and what other country has a huge percentage of russian ethnic ethnic russian-speaking people and that would be israel so i mean is, is that is is he gonna if he's if this is the paradigm, is that a reason why he's going to go into Israel in the end to rescue his Russian speaking
2: brethren? Just the thought I had the other day. That would be very ironic because I know they went they went out of Russia because they weren't exactly welcome there. <laughs> I know. that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I,
4: well, yeah I'm I mean, trying to, th- I, you know, I don't, profess to know how Putin thinks. so.
3: Sure. And, and I don't know, I mean, again, I've never really studied the, the table of the nations as far as, you know, done a deep dive scholarly study into that and, and whether or not the nations were scattered uh, that far north up into Russia and up into Ukraine. But I wouldn't necessarily doubt it that there were those nations that, 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 would know, it, w- it would be an interesting study. Same same thing for Asia. There's no way they're left out of the equation. Uh, I mean, you've got China, India, uh, Japan, the Indonesian islands. Uh, so, I, you know, I, when I, when God said he scattered them all over the earth, the 70 nations, I, I believe him. Uh, we may not be able to identify Russia as a specific Magog or something like that, but, but. If we're in the end times right now, in the end of this age, then there's no doubt Russia and China and Europe and, you know, Africa and South America and Australia and everybody's in play. So that's that's sort of my non-opinion opinion opinion on it. It's everybody. (laughs) So, So they could certainly be in play. No doubt.
2: Very cool. Yeah, uh, this is from. Uh, okay, I was, I was yeah.
0: good. Okay, then we're going to go break it from that. And I thought we are going to. Okay, so this guy.
5: Did you guys see what the World Health Organization did recently? So we've, I've got to share this with you guys. I posted it to the community wall. So there are three things to 2024 that are critically important. It's. Uh, so. If you hadn't, if you haven't had a chance to go to my community wall, I wanted to share three things for today's video. First, the World Health Organization has essentially come out and declared that the mark of the beast will be instituted worldwide by 2024. Let me say that again. The World Health Organization over this past week has essentially declared that the mark of the beast will be implemented and completed, completed by 2024. I'm going to say it again. I'll say it a third time. So, um, hey, Jesus, when he said something to make a point, he would say, verily, verily. If he was really serious, he would say, verily, verily, verily. Okay. The World Health Organization, last week, you know it, it was meeting on this pandemic treaty, It met from May 22 to May 26. I'm going to read the article and you can decide for yourself their goal. Now, I would claim that their goal has largely turned into reality. Their goal is to have the mark of the beast. And this is what I believe will be the mark of the beast. Now you can say you're wrong. Um, I, I look, I look for your perspective. I believe distinctly this is the mark of the beast. I believe this will be the Revelation 13 mark of the beast. Now, what is out there right now is not the mark of the beast, but what I believe is what they're talking about will be the mark of the beast, which, yeah, thank you, Thomas, it's the QR code. It's the QR code. So they are going to have a QR code or a global passport for every global citizen by 2024. A global passport, a health passport, and a QR code for every global citizen by 2024 and i'm gonna i'm gonna read it to you i'm gonna read it to you i'm gonna share what they decided on last week no later than 2024 okay that's the first piece that we're going to dig into the second piece that we're going to dig into is the Suleiman prophecy that i've talked about many many times that says that the temple must be built no later than 2024
0: now. okay you can go and find that whole guy i don't believe in his um perception of the rapture and the way that they think it will be i, I think we're in some of Revelations right now but um i don't think the book of revelations is chronological in written um it's this happens this happens and these ha- these things are, will be happening in these days and these are things to look for so this is my perspective and let's find the other thing um, whoop. sometimes I don't get all the stuff I want, and put this all in a tied little bow for you. And let's see, um, bombshell shelter, okay. I want wanted to hear this. Tonight in Tel Aviv,
6: images that change everything in an escalation that has already spiraled so fast. Israel's missile defense systems lighting up the sky as they try to intercept incoming Hamas rockets.
7: 130
6: of them were fired from Gaza in one barrage. Flights at the international airport were urgently suspended and diverted. Hamas said it was a specific target and on the streets, injured Israelis, which, for Israel, will move this conflict onto a different level.
7: What's confusing is that in Israel, uh, if you guys are watching the news from Israel, everything is happening in Gaza, all the problems. Mainly Gaza, 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 and then sometimes some terror wave in Jerusalem and the rest. But the actual problem is here. The strategic threat is from here.
6: Intelligence indicates that in addition to 100,000 short-range rockets, Hezbollah now has Syrian scuds that can strike 435 miles into Israeli territory. The terror group
8: even allegedly has several kinds of ballistic missiles with 155-mile ranges and Iranian zilzals capable of striking 124 miles away. This deadly arsenal is stashed just over Israel's northern border, and it's making
5: defense officials very nervous.
6: As an organization right now in Israel, one of our priorities is to understand the road ahead in terms of Israel's security, and then to respond based on the realities and to begin to set in place a broad-scale strategy that is going to serve israel and serve specifically northern israel on on the lebanese and syrian borders in the time of conflict and war for the preservation of life in the mix, in the midst of the next round of hostilities the first phase of that broad campaign that's going to be many years ahead of us that's going to have many facets and expressions the first phase of it is what we're calling the bomb shelter campaign this is, at its core, at the most simple level, is rehabilitating residential private bomb shelters in the city of Kirich Mona, which will be the center of the next round of rocket and missile fire from Lebanon
1: and from Syria. The is in where Lebanon. We we and all the information on all the just pounds
7: and, and pound on uh, populated areas like Mariupol or uh, Kherson or other places in, in, uh, in the Ukraine. And you can already understand how uh, some of our uh, towns may look when Hezbollah uh, focuses their firepower on this populated area. We can manage Gaza. We have the Iron Dome. It's not a big place we have good intel hezbollah it's another ball game it's iran supported it's strategic weapon from iran and it's the, the scale of missiles and the amount is and when the storm will start here it will come big time big time in a scale that will, i think will surprise everybody
9: they're taking us
7: and it's it's
9: highly spiritual in its connotation that's why the vatican is at the lead of all cover up cover over a disclosure but they're also in the lead of laying out the soft disclosure through the pope talking about the return of our space brothers. If they're brothers, guess what that means? That means that what in in their worldview is that we are descendants from them. We are genetic types of them. We are a typology and a, a phenotypic and a genotypic typology of these guys. And here's what the Vatican has said is that they will be morally superior They will be intellectually superior, and it will cause a rewriting of the Gospels in light of this new information, quote, unquote. And anybody who does not adhere to the rewriting of the Gospels in light of this new information will be considered a heretic by the Pope. And he said, we will have to be baptized by our space brothers when they return. This is the Pope, ladies and gentlemen. This isn't conspiracy this is just straight up reality around you, so it's time to wake up because it's coming. It's right in our faces. Yeah, and I wouldn't
8: trust the Pope if I were the one to set him on fire. You know, I uh, if there's if there's ever a bigger heretic out there right now, it would be the
9: Pope. It, it was it's funny because he's the false prophet, right? A revelation again, biblical worldview. A a global, the leading spiritual leader of the globe is the one who tells everybody, the false prophet is on the scene first. He tells all the religions of the world. This is why the pope is met with the Russian Orthodox. He's met with the imams. He's met with the with the sheikhs and the shahs. He's met with everybody. And the pope is actually head over even all those guys in the ecumenical movement and he is the one saying that it is his duty to prepare the way for our extraterrestrial brothers to return to earth they call it the golden age of the gods this is prophetic fulfillment in real time ladies and gents i'm telling you if you don't have a biblical review you better get one because the false prophet tells everybody listen christians muslims Whoever Shinto Hindu Buddhist don't freak out you can give yourself over to this guy or these guys the you can give it's okay
8: you're,
9: yeah you're not you're not grieving anybody and here and here's what has come out of the Vatican they 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 actually already teach this in their mm-hmm. seminary Jesus one of those guys Muhammad one of those guys uh, the, all the deities that you guys have interacted with in your cultures, some of those guys, the Roman pantheon, the Greek pantheon, the Babylonian, the Sumerian, the Phoenician, the, Canaanite, the, the Canaanitic, dors. yeah, those guys, the Incan, the Aztec, the Mayan, right, the Central and South American deities, they were those guys too. He has literally said this out loud. We it is time for humanity that humanity can handle that we have been in contact with extraterrestrial beings throughout every single generation. And here's the caveat, ladies and gents: this is what's at the root of the green movement and at the pandemic and everything else going on, and the impending World War III and global famine. This is what they say. You can read their own quotes. They are, they are ready for us to reveal them to the masses because, it, because we are on the verge of self-destructing one another, and they are here to lead us into a new age of spiritual enlightenment. End quote. That's what they're saying, and that's where all this is going. So order out of chaos – Their order out of the chaos is you form it and you terraform the earth with a global collective conscious of a traumatic event so that you can receive the possibility of these guys coming to usher in peace and security. Oh, my goodness. That's prophetic fulfillment. Scripture's literally said he will deceive the Antichrist in place of Christ, descending from the clouds. This sounds very extraterrestrial, doesn't it? is from the clouds performing lying signs and wonders calling down fire from the heavens if it were possible the whole world marveling after him he serves gods nobody's ever known he's something completely non-human in origin and it says he comes and is seized with flattery and saying peace and security he is going to usher in a new age a counterfeit age a counterfeit millennial reign of christ a counterfeit peace and security that's what they're setting you up for let me pull up some prophecy, all right. So we're going to talk about a little bit of prophecy,
8: and it's from Isaiah, and it falls into the purview of disclosure. Let's just say, but I think it's interesting based off of what you said, uh, Derek and Sharon Gilbert, uh, two of my most favorite people when it when it comes to eschatology review. Uh, their whole Revelation Friday breakdown is, I think one of the best things I've ever watched when it comes to studying eschatology. And they always talk about and Tim has talked about this. Quail has talked about this. Tom Horn has talked about this. We've discussed this sidebar having cigars, it's always the sky gods. It's always the, the, the celestial beings, the, the sky children, or, you know, we're the descendants of the sky gods. They came down. They seeded the planet. All of, almost every Native American tribe has a similar story. Almost every Native tribe from Mexico all the way down to Argentina has the same story. And every single civilization out there has a very similar story. But let's hear it from the Hebraic version of this. All right, so this is from Isaiah. People of Israel declares the Lord. I am bringing a distant nation against you a
9: distant nation a nation just translates as ethnos as a yep. group as a genus or a species on an ancient and in a uh, excuse
8: me an ancient and enduring nation they've been around they're still here but you ain't seen them in a while a people whose language you don't know and what language is out there on the earth right now that we don't know There is none. We know it all, right? So that's this little tale whose speech you do not understand. So we won't know their language. We don't remember who they are, but they've been around. We've experienced them, but we've forgotten. Their quivers are like an open grave. So the quivers being like an open grave means that they have technology that is so deadly to man that just even brandishing it is deadly. And here's the other part. All of them are mighty warriors. I give command and bring them. Giants are coming to fulfill my wrath, rejoicing
9: at the same time, insulting. Isaiah 13. And here's the deal is the giants. When everybody, again, when somebody hears that word giants, they want to check out every single culture in the world testifies to giants. Our all the archaeology in the world testifies to the giants. The giants are the pantheons of the gods that everybody in the world was worshiping. They are the deities because they were non-human. They were non-human. Even in the in the video games,
8: uh, the books, especially TV, uh, movies, when you talk about gods, Norse gods, Greek gods, Roman gods, if you look at here's human Gods are always this big. They're never
9: our size. We're never on the same stature, right? So, so that this gets into the importance of how the Great Deception works that people need to know and understand. You have to have the the authentic archaeological and historical and biblical worldview in order to connect it all. Because here's how the Great Deception comes in. When you look at all the pictographs, hieroglyphs, geoglyphs all around the world they all show the same thing when you listen to oral, i I right now live in the four corners i'm literally looking at the canyon of the ancients the canyon of the ancient the ancients on ancient aliens when you see all their all the all the uh pictographs in the in the geoglyphs of the ancient astronaut space brothers That's literally three miles from my house. I'm staring. I can, I'm looking out a window. I can see Mesa Verde out my window where the Anastasia Indians and the Pueblos built up in the cliffs. Why? They said, because a race of giants was trying to eat them out of the land. That's why they built in the cliffs. Right. So, so this is kind of the area that I live in, but, uh peru you know we're on expedition in peru and we're looking at all the antediluvian cyclopean architecture and the in the pictographs and the hieroglyphs there all the way down through all central south america uh cambodia china solomon Islands, sardinia malta uh all throughout the the Aegean sea right in the mediterranean sea all the way up into the levant every single square inch of the earth has the exact same pictographs the exact same hieroglyphs or geoglyphs the exact same uh, pyramidal structures that were all built at the exact same time, the exact same cyclopean architecture, which is a very particular type of architecture that with all of our modern technology cannot be recreated. They're all synced in these mega energy type Wi-Fi sort of thing, for lack of a better word. And every single culture in the world says, those guys built it, those guys built it, those guys built it. So this is why it's important because this disclosure is going to use the historicity and the archaeology and the oral traditions and even our bible and other ancient texts authenticated texts to deceive and manipulate and pervert reality and say see those guys have always been here with us they've always been interacting with their leaders and now we're about ready to self-destruct. This is what all the carbon green movement is, is like depopulation agenda because we're we're such a terrible, wicked, inferior, pathetic race. We need transhumanism. We need to eradicate, you know, seven billion or the eight point two billion. We need to bring in transhumanism. And these guys, again, I'm pointing for those who can't see, these guys are gonna lead us into the new age of Aquarius. That's yeah. what all of this is centered on is this new eon, this new, this new, uh, whatever, find another adjective age of Aquarius. Right. So, so again, they're going to use the history. They're going to use the, the cryptic stuff. They're going to use the government. They're going to use the Vatican. They're going to use the media. They're going to use every single thing to literally shatter your paradigm of everything you've ever known in a single moment, in a single hour, everything you've ever known is going to be flipped upside down.
8: So even in the nationalarchives.gov, and I recently went over this, uh, I think in episode two of this UFO series, uh, you mentioned Aquarius. and We've talked about that a couple of times off air. And I was like, Aquarius, why does that sound so damn familiar? Oh, that's right. Because in Project Blue Book, In the most referenced uh, researching for Project Blue Book, Aquarius is talked about. Now, this is reading straight from archives.gov for Project Blue Book. Searches were made of the indexes to the NSC's policy paper and meeting minute files under subject Majestic 12, Majestic, Unidentified Flying Objects, UFO. Flying Saucers, Extraterrestrial Biological Entities, and Aquarius. What is Aquarius?
9: Yeah, Aquarius is a an, a an occultic or new age or we'll call it a mystery school is the more appropriate word. If anybody's not familiar with the mystery schools, it's a mystery school word. It's actually an aeon or eon, depending on how you want to translate it. It's a particular age. And when the age of Aquarius occurs, which, by the way, President Trump was the first president elected in the age of Aquarius. Everything about him was surrounded about uh, by this Aquarian thing, which is why all the language that Trump constantly see. If you don't understand the mystery schools, you'll miss it. All the language that Trump was constantly perpetually using was a cultic New Age verbatim language from Alice Bailey from Thule society and the and all these other different things, all these crazy occultic mystery schools he's rooted in kabbalism And he was constantly speaking to the great awakening, the great awakening, the great awakening, the great awakening, the great awakening. that is specifically Aquarian occultic language. When right, you so, study it out. So, so here's that, what Aquarius is. Now
8: that, now that we already hit him, I didn't know we were going on the Trump route that fast, but we're there. All right. Yeah, we have to understand Jared Kushner and uh, Ivanka Kabbalist. The little red, uh, little red piece of yarn that you see on the on the wrist of a lot of these elitists, Kabbalism.
9: There's it's it, people it, most people don't have a clue what Kabbalism is now, yeah it, the star david is cabalist over israel this isn't an anti-zion movement it just is right the 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 big the cube mysticism. of saturn the big black cube of saturn that they that they get all in this tantric motion around at mecca that's that's all the same thing the black cube that the jews wear is the same thing that the black cube that the muslims are matching around is the same thing in the un headquarters is a giant black cube in a room all by itself that when you take a break, you can go sit and harness the power from the black cube. This black cube is in Iron Man. The black cube is in Transformers. The black cube is in all these transhumanistic movies that they call it, they talk about the ether and this this black cube of Saturn. And all of this is mystery school stuff. Kabbalism is the root. Of all the other mystery schools, from, from the Illuminists to the Freemasons to the Order of the Orient, the OTO to, to I don't know, bleh, there's tons of them, right, to to what we think of as like the t- Temple of Satan type stuff. They're all different sects born out from Canaanitic, Canaanitic and Phoenician deity worship this is the worship of it's nimrodian worship at its core is nimrodian nimrod right tower babel nimrod Nimrodian worship it's nimrodian worship at its core this is the language that trump every time i heard him speak i heard it because i know what i'm hearing because i've i've researched it so everybody's going trump 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 and i'm going dude listen i'm all about trump right like he's a way better he's At least he's somewhat retaining conservative, what we consider conservative values. But I'm like, but you need to know that he's taking you somewhere. He's taking you somewhere. And here's at the core of the age of Aquarius. Here's how it works. No kidding. They say that you have to expose the darkness, expose the deep state. You have to expose all the old order, all the disgusting things so that there is a global collective Conscious response of repulsion from it, so you have to expose it all. This is at the age of Aquarius, with President Trump is the first one, so that then the people can be transitioned. This is a tra- it's it's a re- it's a counterfeit revelation. John on the island of Patmos got the revelation of Christ. This is a con- counterfeit unveiling of a new age, an awakening. No kidding is the language to the query. A great awakening of the collective conscious into an age of peace and security. What's, no kidding. Verbatim with the scripture. What's say.
8: interesting about what you just said is uh, even John Papenos, the Papnos, the revelator, they have their own digital prophets. QAnon. Absolutely. Yep. So, That's funny.
9: QAnon is central to understanding. Yeah, right?
8: that is that that I don't know if anyone's ever said that digital prophet or not. I say YouTube prophet all the time. <laughs> uh, but it is a form of a digital prophet, the AI prophet that QAnon supposedly is. And I don't care if it's AI. I don't care if it's James Comey. I don't care if it's Whoopi Goldberg. And the fact is that there is a misleading that's happening yes. in America. People, that's what it is. People in America cling to anything that gives them vindication, they cling to anything that gives them the ability to have this their own self-righteous vengeance against the elite, against the cabal, the new world order, the globalists, whatever it is that we want to call it. And Trump ushered us into that. Trump joined everybody together, over 80 to probably 100 million people overnight decided to go with Trump. What that is, is a practice in psychological warfare. And it worked just like the mass work, just like, the lockdowns work because we're going to put this on YouTube, Jamie. We have to speak nicely.
1: Right. Uh, sure.
8: And we have to understand that there's a narrative that was wrote. Trump had the ability to expose UFOs. Never happened. Hillary Clinton has talked about it for years. The Democrats, strangely enough, have talked about alien disclosure for many years. Bill did. Obama did. The uh, Hillary has talked about doing it. Kissinger talked about doing it for a while, but it's never happened. And now all of a sudden it's starting to come out. And I I was talking with uh, Dave Hodges the other day about this. And I was like, you know, man, you know, it'd be really interesting is that if we get the alien disclosure right before world war three and the American civil war and the next viral outbreak, the economy burning down, people are, uh, what they're saying now that we're, we're in a food crisis all these bad things, very prophetic, very prophetic things. Now, I'm not saying prophecies unfilled, you know, or is being fulfilled left and right, but they're very prophetic things. But all of a sudden, before we hit the nuclear kill myself and my neighbor button, something comes out of the sky or something manifests itself. But here's another question. Does it have to come out of the sky? Can it come out of the ocean? Look at what happened with the TikTok video, the TikTok or the TikTak TikTok TikTak. The TikTak video for that UFO with the Navy pilots, it was a USO, not a UFO. It
9: was submerged, come out of the water, and then resubmerged itself. The so, well, that, we, that's that's an interesting interesting point because they have uh, talked about the great earthquakes that are coming that are going to resurrect, like. uh, uh, you know, um, Atlantis, Tuli, Le- Lemuria, and Atlantis, and stuff like that are gonna come, and we'll see these super cities, these super structures that our technology today can't even remotely touch. You know, and then you also have with um, uh, Project Bluebeam. They field tested Project Bluebeam. Anybody's not familiar with that? This is a a, a terrestrial and extraterrestrial space based. Uh, platforms with technology that they can do these holographic projections that are beyond 4k quality 3d holographic projections in the sky and they can also utilize it's called the voice of god technology so it actually has a very particular elf extremely low frequency waveform that they can communicate to you telepathically no kiddingly this is a done deal we've been using it against terrorists because muslims receive they they operate a lot in dreams and visions we've been fielding the voice of god technology for about the last 20 years in real time if anybody remembers the the uh, navy shipyard shooting where the guy went in with the shotgun and blasted a couple people if you remember what he had inscribed on his shotgun he said this is my elf weapon and everybody was making fun of him he was working on elf voice to god technology and they turned it on him because he started talking about it there was three different Police reports filed where he said they're using technology against me. They're speaking through my walls and they're putting thoughts in my mind. My employers are tormenting me. Make them stop. And the law enforcement would, wouldn't do it. So then he went in and he said, "This is my ELF gun. ELF, extremely low frequency." Anyways, I'm just giving you context that what we're saying is not. This is not fringe legend. This is main. A dream science darpa approved field tested operational science that's going on here i can't tell you um, how many how many
8: times someone would show up at the white house uh while o- obama was president there was a young black woman who showed up rammed the gate i believe hit one of the officers one of the capitol police officers
9: yep i remember that yep. and she well, said
8: go ahead and something something's talking to her obama yep, was talking, talking to her in her, her rain. now being cops we have across our fair share of the crazies all right we talk to some people man who talk to people who aren't there but they'll act like they're right there next to them and occasionally you get you get that one person who actually goes out and commits that violent act based off of the imaginary voices and then you go man these people are just so crazy they're just being violent now and then you hear what's happening what is it in cuba yeah,
9: we used it in Cuba.
8: Yeah, the the State Department employees in Cuba, uh, you know, they're all having uh, uh, sickness, uh, and it's all the same sickness. No one's around them, but it's something that's being projected, either frequency, yeah. radio waves, directed literally. energy weapons. Yeah. Absolutely,
9: yeah. So, so this gets into uh, I'll bring it full circle to the coming out of the sea prophetic fulfillment. It says, "And behold, I saw a beast come out of the sea." Literally one comes out of the earth one comes out of the sea you also have the fallen angels the keys given to apollyon or apollo from the bottomless pit and it's open this gets in the hollow earth right and they come up out of the earth come out of the earth a resurrection of the ancient deities a counterfeit resurrection the ancient deity of apollo or apollyon or osiris see every culture has had the same guy or Nimrod. Oftentimes, a lot of people associate that with Nimrod. This resurrection of Nimrod. That's why the the phallic symbol in Washington, the largest monument in the world, which is the Washington Monument, is the phallus of Nimrod, across from the Capitol Building, which is the womb of Semiramis, Isis, Ishtar, Easter, or Columbia. That's why it's the District of Columbia. Guess what? You had the Vatican, the Obelisk. They call it an Obelisk. It's literally the phallus of Nimrod across from the Womb of Semiramis. What's the Eiffel Tower? It's the phallus of Nimrod across from a dome-shaped building, the Womb of Semiramis. I should it's our Easter. And this, our elite, the real elite, not not the low-level guys, they are us. They they spend their whole lives from. Generation to generation, multiple generations. This is the divine right of the kings and the preservation of the bloodlines and all that. And throughout the the Europe and the rest of the world, they all say that they themselves are descendants of the golden age of the gods. And it is their duty to protect the bloodline. This is why all the interbreeding, intermarrying was going on to protect the bloodline till they return. China says they are descendants of the Ophidian serpentine white Great fiery dragon that they're descendants of it. Quetzalcoatl, Central and South America. They say they're descendants of a serpentine Ophidian deity that came and taught them all the technology and talking this and blah, blah, blah. Amaruca America means Amaruca means the land of the winged plumed serpent who came and taught the people. You go to the Navajo, Anastasi, right, right here. I'm in the fork. I'm pointing over to it because I'm literally like right by the res. And They say that we are descendants of the sky gods, and everybody says the same thing. And this gets into transhumanism. This gets into mRNA vaccination. This gets into the blood and the bloodline. This gets into the power of the blood of Christ Jesus. It's all connected, and you can't understand it if you have this myopic or normalcy biased type of worldview where you go blah, 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 don't want to hear, oh, that sounds foolish. That seems stupid. It's like, dude, read your word A off. All you got to do is read the word and be like uh, Genesis one through Genesis 18. And you're like, Oh my goodness, what in the world was going on? Uh, And they, the angels, the rebel angels saw the women and thought that they were coming they came in and they produced a race of giants, the men of renown, the men of old, that is the pantheon of all gods of the earth. They literally celestial blood mixing, the warfare, genetic seed warfare put enmity between the seed of the serpent, the Ophidian seraphim type creature, whatever they are, these celestial beings that rebelled, a third of them rebelled. I will put entity warfare, bitter rancor between those guys and their offspring and between the seed of the woman and her offspring and that seed, because Christ is going to come through the seed of humanity and redeem all humanity is going to crush your head. And all he'll do is bruise his heel. Like this is the, this is the mega picture of why disclosure has value not only does it have value it is central central to the great deception of not only the earth but the of falling away and the abandonment of the faith of christians christians are going to throw off their dogma this is the great apostasia mentioned in second thessalonians two when the antichrist comes on the scene they abandon the faith why because they they these dudes show up and they say Jesus, one of us. Those things, your chariots of fire, those were us. Oh yeah, and then this experience, of us, and the wheel of Ezekiel, that was us, and and the the ascension and descension and the stargates and stuff and the portals that you see in scripture, that was us. And these different encounters, that was us. And and then and then they go to the Muslims, they say the same thing. And then they go to the Hindus, and their giant pantheon of gods go, yeah, that was us. And they go around the whole world, and they go, that was us. What about and everybody goes, now that makes sense. What? Now that may, and they say, and they'll say, We're, we don't want you to be divided based on your religions anymore. We don't mm-hmm. want no more war. We want peace. We want security. We want humanity to come into, we're here to help you self evolve. It's called self directed evolution. We're help, we're here to help you evolve spiritually to the next level, come up to our level. And everybody will go, Finally, it all makes sense. All right. That's about- the deception.
8: What about the Mormon religion? Because they have a, they have their own kind of eschatology where it talks about them more
9: or less leaving the planet. Yeah. So, so Mormons, Mormons have an extraterrestrial eschatology. Okay. Let's go down that. Let's go down the list. Yep. Muslims have an extraterrestrial eschatology. Hindu, Shintao, they all do. Like those are no brainers, Right. Uh, But then you guess what you have the largest movement in America right now is the new apostolic reformation, the Bethel in the Hillsong seeker friendly church growth model is actually only occultic new age. It is all occultic new age. It is so devoid of the authentic gospel of Christ Jesus. And guess what their theology is pronouncing right now to the majority of evangelical Christians. And they most churches don't know that their church actually falls under Bethel and Hillsong. They are subordinate churches of that model. We'll call it a church growth model is they actually have a dominion theology. It's called preterism and dominionism. And they teach and preach that it is their duty to bring about a new age of enlightenment, that they are to terraform the earth with the gospel, their version of the gospel. And they are to make the whole earth Ripe and terror. Sorry, ripe and terraformed for peace and security. So, what do you think is going to happen when this guy shows up and goes, "Hey, I'm here to bring in peace and security"? They're like, "Oh, yes, that's exactly what we what we believe. That's and what we believe too." And you- so, like, yes, I'll give myself over to that. I'll give myself over to that. They're already ripe for this great deception. So it's a counterfeit millennial reign. That's what NAR, New Apostolic Reformation, all these churches—they are—they are trying to, by the strength of their will and by New Age hyper-emotional necromancy practices, which they do—they're trying to bring about the Millennial Reign of Christ without justice and judgment of God. They're trying to do an in round around Christ, and Mormons try to do an in round around Christ, and the majority of these other—they do an in round around Christ, social justice gospel. You know, the, the the Pipers and all these guys, they do an, the, the Southern Baptist Convention, the Gospel Coalition, they do an in run around Christ. They say us by our strength of will, we will terraform our cities and we will make them uh, love. We will. Good luck with that. We're going to make humanity be loving and be utopic and be full of peace and security. That's what they're saying already. So the world is right for this deception, man. Sorry, I know I'm hogging the microphone. Hey, man, you're good. Sometimes you just got a little.
0: Okay, well, um, but I want to end this. This is such a long one with a little bit um, more, just a little bit more, okay? So I want to go back to right about here.
2: The rapture, I leave, Revelation 5, 9, 10 is being spoken by the raptured people. By the raptured people. Uh, and apparently the same uh, revelation six seventeen says they realize the wrath of the lamb has come your thoughts so let's go to revelation six seventeen, and i'll let you guys respond and i'll give my thoughts if you want all right for the great grave as wrath has come and who is able to stand all right so what do you think of uh dove's thought what dove's opinion there Okay,
4: remind me, I'm having trouble seeing where his comment is. Okay, so here it is. Okay. Yeah. So. Well, I think this is sort of, this is traditional pre-trip teaching, that the people around, the, the the 24 elders around the throne are the church i think we've talked about that before i personally don't think that they are i think that it's a bit of a it's forcing it to make them into the church particularly with the way the passage there is constructed in verses i think 9 and 10. i don't have the passage up in front of me of of revelation 5. i think it's an angelic group that's singing this. And I, and I think there's some question as to what, how the text is really translated there, that what the song they're singing, God has redeemed us, but I, I don't agree with that. I think the better interpretation is God has redeemed them. Um, Because the way the, what it's structured there is there's, there's actually two And this is where you get into interpretation because it says there's the four living creatures and the 24 elders. And then it says, and they sing. Now, so does the they refer to the four living creatures and the 24 elders? And I think that's kind of an important question. I personally think that that's the way the better construct or interpretation of the scripture is. So if you have the four living creatures singing with the 24 elders, it makes more sense that the passage then says God has redeemed them Um, because I don't think if the four living creatures who are around the throne, we see them, I think also in the early part of Ezekiel that they need to be redeemed. That's just my personal opinion and the way I look at it. So I don't think that they're the church. And so then I think that what happens in revelation Six seventeen. That's the people of the world say
2: that the wrath has now come. That that's well, I think, what they seek. I think it's. I think it's very clear in chapter six. And the kings of the earth, the great men, the rich men, the commanders, the mighty men, every slave and every free man hid themselves in the right. caves and in the rocks. And they said to the mountains and rocks, "Fallen us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of God." For so the great be all of those
4: groups, life. the kings and.
2: Yeah, I, I don't veers, think right. I don't know how anybody can suggest that that is no offense, stuff, but I don't think it's really at all plausible that you can suggest that that is somehow the church in Revelation chapter six. And I think the other no, big do. issue is that it's assuming that Revelation is written chronologically, right? So, you know, if, if that's the case, you know, then of course I know, having been a pre-tribber, that they want to start with the rapture happens in Revelation four. Come up here, right? which I think is quite a weak argument. And then chapter five, there we are in heaven and all this stuff. But you have so many recapitulations throughout the book. I think the thematic approach is a much better way to express this book and to understand this book is a thematic approach rather than a chronological approach. So, um, all right. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, We have a question from Lois. Uh, Lois says, is this not after the thousand years, Revelation 11, 15, seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord. He shall reign forever. Uh, Lois, not in my opinion. Uh, You know, after the thousand years, we really don't see reference to the thousand years until Revelation chapter 20. So... um, really from chapter 4 until chapter 19, uh, even 4 is a little bit of a kind of, I don't know, it doesn't seem to fit into the, to the general flow of the tribulation, but especially chapters 6 through 19, especially those, I'm not contesting 4 and 5 necessarily, but I'm just saying especially 6 and 19 through 19, those are all the events of the tribulation. And again, they're not written in chronological order. Right. So in the in chapter six, all the seals, that's the that's the full gambit of this of this seven year period of this. You know, the the time when the two witnesses come and then we have the great tribulation that follows. Um, And we see that in Revelation chapter six, when all the tough guys of planet Earth who are fighting against God, say, as, as they run into the caves and in the rocks, they say, "Fall on us and hide us from the wrath of him who sits on the throne and from the lamb for the day of his great wrath is come and who can stand, right? So they're peeing their pants because they know that this is it, that the the gig is up and they are in big trouble, right? And so that is the end of the, the tribulation. Well, Jesus has to clean up and, and, and definitely kick some butt. There's no question about that, but we keep seeing these recapitulations as we go throughout the, the seals and then the trumpets and then we could get to the bulls. And so instead of looking at them chronologically, because uh, what, what happens here is a lot of pre-tribbers, they get to the sixth seal and they're like, well, uh, that wasn't really such a big deal. you know? We're only just getting started. <laughs> and yet it says that every island and every mountain moved out of its place. That's a big deal. I happen to live in the Rocky Mountains. If all the Rocky Mountains move, I think we're all in very big, big trouble. So I think the thousand years comes much later any thoughts guys all
4: right yeah i think
2: that um,
4: what um, the the people who hold to a preacher view try to do is to make all of the seals the wrath of the lamb and it's mm-hmm. just sort of like uh, they're just in, in rev- I think that the way they teach it at least as if i recall correctly is that you know when when the sixth seal happens they're like oh yeah this has been wrath all along that's sort of what they're saying there mm-hmm. and i i just don't
2: think that the text really supports that yeah i would uh I would tend to agree with that um so here's a comment from brother joel he says immediately after the the tzara after the tribulation of those days the shemesh the sun will be darkened the the um lava now won't give us light it should be the yahweh sure we got Lavana. And the Kochavim will fall from the Shemaim. He's got an Ashkenazi accent. I'll forgive him for that. And the powers of heaven will be shaken. Um, So again, Joel, I appreciate how you see it. What I would suggest is that Jesus is summarizing. And I think that we already saw in Joel uh, 231, where it says that the sun, moon, and the stars will be darkened before the coming of the day of the Lord. So I see the day of the Lord as the day when Jesus comes back, that is the day when he's going to kick butt. And so these things have already happened. And I think we saw that quite clearly in Revelation chapter nine, where you have the bottomless pit is opened by this fallen star and smoke arose out of the pit. like the smoke out of a great furnace. So the sun and the air were darkened because of the smoke of the pit. Uh, To me, I think that's a, uh, that's an open and shut case. I just don't know how you can get around that to suggest that these events to the sun, moon, and stars are not going to happen until Jesus comes back. But I think Revelation chapter 9 tells us very clearly that these are already beginning. There are, stuff, there are things that are in process. And I think one of the things that we, the the traps that we tend to fall into is that we kind of see things as kind of bullet points because that's how it's laid out. But once we put it into real action you know and put it into a book and that's what i've been working on for a, couple, a number of years now um into a, a story form you've got to see these things as not punctiliar events but as processes that are happening over time right and and things don't just happen instantaneously but they take time they may happen quickly but they still take time to occur uh, and so that's why i would suggest that jesus is giving us a summary and that's why I also said that I think we could put a colon in there. Remember, the Greek doesn't have any, um, any, any um, punctuation. So I think we're just. But is the to...
4: time, Doug, limited to? You know, at most, what could we say? The time period is at most one thousand two hundred and sixty or one thousand
2: two hundred and ninety days. Yeah, I think so. I think I think the uh, the abyss is going to open around the midpoint of the of the seven daniel 70th week uh you know it may be a little bit after that but it's around the midpoint being the abomination of desolation yeah Yeah. i would say that it probably happens shortly thereafter okay you know
4: yeah yeah I, i think there's a tendency that we have have had some of us as we've worked through this to kind of to make everything sequential, like everything in the first seal happens, you know, and then the second seal opens then everything in the second seal happens as opposed to them sort of unfolding together over time. Mm-hmm. Which is the yeah. way I look, have looked at it for some time. <coughs> uh, if you look at
3: that fourth seal and it encompasses everything from the first three seals, just, it, it adds death. It is death. But it has the pestilence, it has the war, and it has the uh, the famine from the first three. So, right. So it's just it's just building on each other, and that fourth one kind of encompasses the first three, actually. So I think I think it I think they have got a
2: steamroll on top of one another. So well, I, I know that we've had different discussions about you know who are the uh, who are the riders and that stuff. My my perspective is that um, the first four seals, the four four riders, those are Those are the majority of the events of the tribulation. And then the fifth seal gives us a snapshot into all these these souls that are under the altar. And then the sixth seal gives us the the end game, right? This is when um, Jesus is going to rip open the sky like a scroll. And uh, every island and mountain is going to be moved out of its place. Same exact language that we see in Revelation chapter 16, talking about the... um, the bowls there so it's the same exact language and then of course the seventh seal is when it's all over and there's silence in heaven because it's over uh that's that's my perspective on that and so then you just have to understand you know where do these uh the trumpets and the various bowls fit in there and i do think there's a, a an, an increase um an in intensification uh as you go through and you see the trumpets you know the trumpets happens in thirds right a lot of, a lot of times then you get to the bowls and then you have a a full blast and that's where again we see that that expansion this in this increasing of these judgments is happening over time and i think that's something we have to take into consideration so um uh here's a a comment from hawkeye uh revelation 12 is the third woe the fifth seal is the second woe, and the correction is actually it's the first woe. so um, I
1: think so. I, I have to, I just didn't I'd have to see yeah, why yeah, the yeah.
3: second bow is because the fifth seal,
2: the fifth seal right. is um, when Matt 24. Go ahead. I'm trying to undo these things. Okay. Uh Scott
3: uh no i was just going to say the fifth seal is, is talking about the souls up under the altar so i just i wasn't sure what the second woe was talking about i i look at the fifth seal as, as a correlation to, to trumpets uh the resurrection uh which i believe occur- occurs on the future Yam yom, yom The fifth, and, fifth seal. Yeah, and the yeah and the fifth seal is correlates to the fifth feast okay and Six seal six, six to Day of, you know, Yom Kippurim, Day of Atonement, and then obviously Sukkot. So. Okay. Okay. So, theme, a very thematic view. Of course, I didn't come up with myself. I've kind of uh, heard Lisa's teaching on it and tested it out. That's sort of how I've arrived at that. Same yeah. same thematic view, just more tied to the feast, I guess. There it um it uh, is.
2: Matthew 24 says, the fifth angel comes after the rapture. So how does that darken the moon to blood as in the day of the Lord? Um, I think there's a fair amount of assumptions in that statement. Um, I don't think it comes after the rapture. I think that's quite an assumption. Um, And as far as the the moon and the sun darkening, I think I already explained that in Revelation chapter 9. We're told why those are going to darken, right? It's going to darken because that star that has fallen from heaven is going to open the abyss and a lot of smoke is going to come out. And Joel two thirty one even tells us that this is going to happen before the day of the Lord. Right? So again, when Jesus is summarizing in Matthew 24, he's not saying that, you know, here comes the son of man and then the son of the moon get dark, but rather in, in that day of this great tribulation, these are the things that are happening. The son grows dark the moon grows you know turns to blood etc and you don't see the stars right these are events that are happening in the time of the tribulation and again he's giving us a summary statement there versus a you know here's what comes next kind of thing
0: yeah and uh, people take different scriptures from the bible all over to make their point for a pre-trib and um I used to believe pre-trib. I don't not anymore. If you just go read contextually those chapters that they talk about this, you don't get that on you don't get that same occlusion on your own um, without somebody actually saying that. So, with that said, we'll listen to a little this guy who believes in the rapture. Um, it'd be an awesome thing, but we're gonna um, listen to this. Is sorry, this is a long one, but this has got so much content that needs to be covered.
5: We're Suleiman and it's not the Suleiman prophecy; it's the Daniel nine twenty five prophecy. But it's from Suleiman's dates of um, fifteen thirty seven to fifteen forty one. That would, I believe, proclaim that the temple can be built no later, and I'm talking completed no later than twenty twenty four. And you're like, what, what? are you getting at here, B? We're, we're going to talk about that. And then I want you to remember that the 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 second North American solar eclipse will happen across the United States on April 8 2024. The Lord is giving us signs, signs and signs. And I believe now this is I, I want to be very, very clear. This is my perspective. This is this is my perspective. I can absolutely be wrong. Okay, this is this is Barry's perspective that all three of these things I believe will happen during the tribulation, the solar eclipse, which completes the X across the United States, the QR code and the global health passport in 2024, and the prophecy completion no later than 2024. If that's true. Okay. If, if, if we're correct here, if this speculation is correct and 2024, is tribulation time frame for those things, the temple, the mark of the beast, and the solar eclipse, which I believe marks per Genesis one fourteen signs and seasons. I give the sun, moon, and stars for signs and seasons, Genesis one fourteen. Okay. We're not looking up for no reason. Jesus told us to look up for our redemption draws nigh and Genesis says that I give the sun, moon, and stars for signs and seasons, then that solar eclipse is marking a completion of judgment across the United States during the tribulation period. During the tribulation period. That means in the spring of 2024, the tribulation will be an ongoing event. Ongoing event. Okay, so I want you
0: to step back. How are we not in the tribulation right this moment is what he doesn't, does not answer. So we'll go back to Jamie and finish this off off with Jamie. So I just want to like finish it off with this one and then sorry for it being super long. It's got a little
8: loud. (laughs) here's, Here's my thing. Here's a problem with a lot of these discussions, okay? And I've been a fan of this for years, watching guys like you and many others come out. We talk about alien disclosure. We talk about the UFOs and the cryptids and all this other crazy stuff. What do we do when it's all actually finally done with? Here's the disclosure. The president said it. Everybody agrees upon it. Everyone's baptizing each other in alien hats at church. What is it that the Christian, the actual God-fearing Christian, now needs to start doing in my mind now we have approached another another, uh next series of events and narratives because i've been on this for a long time that eventually it will be the new age christian church that will hunt down and kill anyone who are actual true faithful followers of jesus Hmm. that is your antichrist army Yep. Because they believe he is the Christ. They believe he is the Messiah. Whether or yes. not he came from the stars, the sea, or just manifested right there in front of the third temple. The, the This is what's so dangerous with man-made dogma and false doctrines that don't follow the actual biblical narrative. This thing that I carry around constantly that I could probably hammer a nail with. we don't research this anymore. We don't look at the Bible anymore. We don't actually believe it anymore in our churches. Half the reason why I don't go to church anymore, but they'll believe the next set of dogma. They'll believe the next set of people. And I think, I think I don't know if America has a a role to play in this or not, but I'll tell you this much, Jamie, this is my opinion. People are going to be shocked when two witnesses come to Israel and they start raining down hellfire and brimstone and causing storms that no one can stop to the point that the whole world begs for the Antichrist to kill them. Yep. Why is it? Because I mean, if, if we know, and this is, this is the part, Jamie, that I find interesting. We all have access to the same Bibles. You all have the ability through common sense in your damn eyes to be able to read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation to know what's going to happen. You know two witnesses are coming. You know so is the false prophet. You know so is the Antichrist. But people are going to be given over through this deception. And this great deception has to be the catalyst. Or excuse me, there has to be a catalyst for the great deception. Uh, war famine all that stuff that jesus yeah. has talked about
9: yeah it is it, it the the deception and disclosure does not come till after the the uh global traumatic event it's the only way where this is actually this is actually written into the age of aquarius as well too here's what's fascinating about this aquarian age this occultic eon that they're leading everybody into is what you said about who what's going to happen to the christians is they will be systematically The authentic Christians, they will be systematically persecuted because if they do not go along with this new revelation, this progression, this self-directed evolution of the species... They will be the holdouts of the old world order, and they will be associated with the tyranny and a lawlessness and a licentiousness and the destruction from the greed and the and the wars and the bloodshed and the selfishness and the narcissism of the old world order. They will be associated with it. The Christians who will not come under the new system will be seen as supporters of the old system. They will be seen as giving their allegiance to the wicked tyrants that just got overthrown and they will be seen as anti-freedom. They will be anti-freedom. They will be anti-progress. And that's why you see in the end times narrative is the wholesale slaughter of authentic Christians, wholesale slaughter because they are a stumbling block to the progress and the peace and the security of humanity. And of the evolution of the species. So that's, again, like when when you see all these, I mean, it's in light of new information, right? So I'm not being disparaging at all. When you see all, all these old school eschatology teachers, they always teach it through the same very sanitized lens of a global leader who is well-spoken, who just unifies everybody like in a United Nations type of scenario. And it's like, no way, dude. There's no way. Uh, like, like Obama was the most globally significant leader in human history because he's demonically charged and he still had nonstop opposition. Yet most of the world quote unquote marveled after him. He's not just a man. Look at all the attributes of the antichrist. He is non-human. And again, when we say extraterrestrial, you have to picture, think of the like, like think of what Adam and Eve must've looked like in the garden. Can you imagine the physique the perfection of the body, devoid of the entropy and the curse of the sin and death in the body. Could you imagine the stature, the strength, the beauty? They would be, they would be awesome. You would be full of awe looking at them. When you hear about the Nordic, the Nordic gods are the Nordic aliens. A lot of time you hear about these different species of, of extraterrestrials that people encounter.
6: uh, You know, and even that,
9: yeah, the Nordics, the Nordics are tall giants, Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, huh? What's the master race that every culture tries to re-resurrect? Why is the, why is everything European-centric, right? Blonde-haired, blue-eyed, white, beautiful skin, huge in stature, beautiful to look at. Everybody says they're beautiful. So when we talk about extraterrestrials, we're not talking about the grays with big old eyes and weird freak show heads and all that. Like we're not talking about the reptilian-looking weirdos. We're talking about the gods of old, the the Achilles and the Hercules and the and the Zeuses and the whatever and these these uh, deities that you are your senses will not be shocked by this extraterrestrial. They will look like you, devoid of the curse of sin and death, and and so you will marvel. So again, all this is is related. So what what you said about what would happen to the Christians is interesting. I have notes in front of me about the Aquarian age, what they say, that's exactly what they say that they're going to do. They've already said that. They've said that anybody who is an impediment to the progress of this new age, this great awakening, this age of enlightenment will have to be done away with because of the traumas that everybody just experienced. So if you're associated with that old world order of the traumas, we need to eradicate you because you're a stumbling block to our self-directed evolution. And we know that the Antichrist is
8: given power to uh, overcome the saints, the tribulation saints, Uh, you know, and he he has the power to overcome them and you have to, you know, you got to think about that. It's kind of morbid that we don't have the power through prayer or anything else to overcome the Antichrist. We're not supposed to, that's prophecy. It's Jesus who does that. But here's another part of this. And, and, you know, every day I find myself re-asking this question, what is it that men's hearts will fail them for fear of what is coming up upon the
9: earth? Up onto the earth. Yeah. Their heart will literally stop with fear.
8: Yeah, could you imagine? Now, look, I'm a pretty big guy, all right? Six foot, 290, I work out quite a bit, but I am no Goliath. You know, and there's not one athlete out there today maybe half Hath, half Thor bjornson who could even be within the shadow of the stature that just alone was Goliath we have no idea what that type of people will look like to our eyes because we've never seen it our ancestors have and our ancestors through the will of God the grace of God defeated them however look at how pansified people have come now you can't call a boy a girl or a girl a boy or yeah Men don't know how to be men anymore. Just wait until the monster shows up. And, and you know, here's the other thing. You think this will work? You think these things will take down some of the things that will be coming up upon the earth that will literally cause your heart to stop because they're going to be so scary?
9: That's a hard question. And, that, and that's where I think... Even those those uh, transgenic, we'll call them monstrosities that are listed throughout Scripture that are prophesized to come onto the earth, so they will because God's spoken it, right? Um, I think a lot of those, and even like you, you hear. I know Tim Albarino, he goes into great detail about this about the the distinction of the different species and blah 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 and all the stuff that's going on um, with uh, et disclosure and even the tech side of the house and the nuts and bolts side of the house versus what we have and what they have and all this kind of stuff but um, there's speculation that even uh, the arrival the antichrist will be to stop those other things it's all part of the deception so these monstrosity horrific maybe like the grays for lack of a better word right like that kind of classically held understanding of what they look like they come and they're they're destroying humanity and are making war against humanity and then the nordics come and fight the war f- for us and obliterate the darkness for us and obliterate the wickedness for us and they usher in the new age of uh, the awakening in this new age of peace and security so so that's why the world marvels after them the, world, the Lord, the world marvels. The Lord, the world gives himself over. The world comes under this new system, this system of the beast, this global governing system. The world is unified. It's a counterfeit collective high mind. We're to have the mind of Christ. We're of one mind, one body, with Christ Jesus as our head. He creates a counterfeit high mind. He has a counterfeit death and resurrection. He receives a mortal wound from which he's miraculously healed. He has a counterfeit return from the clouds. Christ Jesus said the same way you saw me come up is the same way you're going to see me come back. He's going to descend from the clouds and deceive many, right? Everything is literally an exact counterfeit of Christ. This is my speculation going all the way through the exact counterfeit. And this gets into the mRNA vaccination stuff and what's been going on. I think that was the last precursor. I think just like it is we who are covered by the blood of the lamb and transformed, you know, with the renewing of our minds by the blood of our lamb. And we go from mortal to immortal, from corruptible to incorruptible by the sufficiency of Christ to cleanse us and heal us from all unrighteousness. That there will be something about this Antichrist figure, deified thing, whatever he is, about his blood. Remember the genetic warfare? From Genesis 3, it never ends. Seed versus seed, seed warfare. There's something in his blood that you will be required to to take to save you from the global cataclysm that's going on. mRNA vaccination, messenger ribonucleic acid, angel ribonucleic acid. There's only one other translation for the word messenger and that's angel, as in fallen angel ribonucleic acid. I believe, informed speculation, everything's an exact kind. Antichrist means in place of Christ. So he does every single thing to the detail in place of christ jesus even standing in the temple you know uh proclaiming himself to be god and proving who he is by lying signs and wonders christ did authentic signs and wonders everything's an exact counterfeit but i do believe that the blood the blood the blood it's all centered on dna it's all centered on blood when you take the mark of the beast proclaiming that you have allegiance and he has ownership over you there's the mark and seal of god again, counterfeit, and then there's the mark and seal of the beast. There's an exact counterfeit of everything that God did that you will take this and it will transform you into his likeness, just like we're being transformed into Christ's likeness And I think that's why those who receive the mark are not redeemable. It says their names are stricken from the Lamb's book of life. They cannot repent. They can't because they're not God's they're not his they're not his creation they're not created in his image now you're created in that guy's image it was and and i and i believe that that's the deception and even the setup with the pandemic is sowing the seeds again it's terraforming you to be willing at a later date to accept the next stage of the deception
8: that's really really deep jamie we got uh (laughs) we got 30 seconds left why don't you tell everyone where they can
0: Okay, so you can go look up Jamie Walden and then Doug, who I put in here, and then this other guy, I got the video where he talks about the QRS code being the Mark of the Beast. That's Jamie's um, version of the the Mark of the Beast, which is similar to Doug Kemp's version of the Mark of the Beast. Um, And then to what you see right now is this all precursors to things to come. And, um, I don't know about you, but I feel like in their same situation with them where I've just gone to churches and been so disappointed in the theology that is being taught that I don't stay. I mean, it's time to just pick up the Bible yourself, go do some research and like read it from freaking end to end or read Genesis, then read Daniel, then read Revelations, and then go back and read the gospels. I don't know. Um, This was a huge long one. This is made specifically for um, certain people. I put this all together and so it's really long for those certain people. But hopefully you got benefit from it too. And if you disagree with it, you can disagree with it. You can go do your own research.